Hi, welcome back to another episode of Rewind. We've been away for a while now because Jade and I have both been finishing up our degrees, which is all done and dusted. So we thought we'd have a catch up of music from the last month or so. Um, So like what we've been listening to on repeat and things like that. I'm going to hand over to Jade for the first song because I know it's a song that we both have been listening to at the moment. So on purpose, I didn't put this down on my list because I know she would talk about it. That's good planning from you there. Um, Yeah. It's been a long while, really, since April. We said before we didn't think it'd been that long. So my first song is a recent release. I think it came out a few weeks ago, really. And that's by, as you know, listeners, one of our favourite artists, Sam Fender, and that's his (laughs) recent song, 17 Going Under, from his forthcoming album of the same name. And I think we spoke about this a little bit when we did the Sam Fender episode. Possibly. I think I said I was really sort of worried that his next album... Not wouldn't be good, but I kind of think because his style is it's not really on the radio a lot, like that Mm-mm. type of guitar music, Yeah, I did kind of think, ooh, he could kind of slip away a bit now. Yeah. Because when you have that, you know, that kind of peak of Critics' Choice of the Brits and then the number one album that came after that, I thought, ooh, we could be looking at a recipe that kind of happens with all of, not all, a lot of the Critics' Choice winners, which is where they have one really massive year and then you don't really hear from yeah. them again. So I kind of thought, oh, you could kind of see him going down that route, especially with all of the cancelled tours before the pandemic. Exactly. Because he'd been cancelling all those shows. I thought, oh, God, this isn't looking good here. But, oh, my God, I love the new song. Same. I really thought, I, was, I thought as well, I thought it'd be more of the same. And in a way, it is more of the same. Yeah. But in, like, a nice way. It's kind of developed a little bit, but not so much that it doesn't sound like the same artist, which is really good. My favourite thing about Sam Fender, and we said it before, is I just think his lyrics are so good. He yes, really does they ha- tell stories with them. Exactly. They're very meaningful, which you can... Yeah. You, immediately, you can hear the story in the song. Oh, definitely. Exactly. And it's like... I've listened to that song. Out of all of the ones on my list, I've probably listened to that song the most. Really? Like, when that first came out, I listened to it once and I immediately just listened to it again because mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. I haven't gotten everything from this. No. Yet. He also, he's just so good at melodies in, like, every sense of it. Like, yeah. his guitar riffs are always really, like, nice and melodic and almost, like, sung vocally. But his vocal melodies I just really like. In the second verse, when he goes, I was far too scared to hit him, but I would hit him in a heartbeat now. I, I just know. loved that bit. And then, like, that's the thing about anger. It begs to stick around. It's just so good. I think it's, like, especially if you're, like, a... I wouldn't say a good fan, but, like, us. like Yeah. And the fact that he's so, he's so open about his struggles. Like, when we went to the concert, he was telling us all this yeah. stuff about council flats and all of that which is why when we hear lyrics like that we know exactly what he's talking exactly. about um yeah. and he's done that in his previous songs as well um talking about like his dad and stuff uh but yeah i think he's i just can't wait for the album which will be getting yeah. out pretty soon aren't we yeah october i think i'm really excited about same um yeah i think what you said is really true with sam fender where if you're a fan in any capacity and you kind of know from listening to other songs about the type of guy he is. When you hear a new song like this, you know instantly, okay, this is going to be personal and it's going to be authentic. Precisely. Which is, like, my big thing at the moment. It's, like, you have people coming through, like, Olivia Rodrigo, and, like, there's more authentic songwriters when they're writing about stuff and you know it's personal and you know it's true and it's kind of... Yeah. Just not, like, it's organic, you know? That's Mm -hmm. what I mean by that. And I just think Sam Fender's the perfect example of that. He's stuck with what he knows with the great riffs and he's you know still with the personal songwriting but it still does feel new and fresh 
mm-hmm. and it just feels like yes we're ready for a new wave of Sam Fender now yeah definitely I completely agree with that so that's my first pick for our songs of the past few months and what's your first one Abba? okay so I've got what I've put on my list are quite like I wouldn't call them like random. There isn't a single song from this year. I'm going to start with, um, it's a song called Road Trip Song. It's by um, a girl called Abby Cates, who's very young. She's at uni, I believe. I literally, just before we recorded this, I was just um, having a look at at other stuff and I realised, I found out she was actually on The Voice in America in 2018, which I think is amazing. I found her on TikTok as... As the modern industry is. Yeah, as we should find everything now. And she's trained in a lot of genres so she can she does like classical musical theater all sorts and i could literally listen to her voice for ages like hours on end it's so smooth and her range is amazing um and as the title says road trip song it's a song that you could just be like just chill out to and put it on in the car uh it's her only song that she's released right now and she's done it completely by herself no record labels nothing like that which i I like commend her for because being young and having some sort of pressure because people would have known her in America as well because America's huge and the voice is well the voice is the voice people would know her and it's quite I wouldn't say like on a personal level as well because she's about to I think she's just going to release some new stuff as well which I'm really excited for Um, but she has gone like viral quite a bit she did a cover of um, She by Harry Styles which Ooh, is banger. absolutely amazing. Um, oh, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, I'll I'll send you her like. Um, yeah, do thanks. TikTok link. Um, <laughs> I literally couldn't recommend her enough because I feel like it's when you go on TikTok and you see all these people singing and like whatever, you f- realize how much talent there is out there, and then when you find yeah. someone that you like really like okay I'm gonna follow her journey his journey their journey whatever I'm gonna follow it and that's what I've found and she's so young like she's she's younger than us like and I hope I hope that she has a lot of success because I think she deserves it um and I can't wait for more stuff because she's really versatile with her voice um she plays the guitar yeah I think she's just it's something that I've had on repeat for like you know when you find a song and you're like yeah I love it. Let me just put it on loop for the next like (laughs) hour or so. Um, That's exactly what I've done. She's just really like soothing to listen to. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I think it's very amazing what she's doing currently as well because she's not um, like abandoned her studies and stuff. She's doing it simultaneously. Yeah. So props to her. That's good. Yeah. I think it's important to. Because you see kind of in that social media age, you see all these young people completely abandon studies. Mm-hmm. And I think we could be biased because we've just we've just done degrees, so we're like, yeah, education. But <laughs> I do think that's important. And that's also interesting that you said that she's doing it all herself. Yeah. Because if she was on a massive programme like The Voice, because The Voice is so much bigger in America than it is in yeah, the UK, for sure. I think. Yeah. So if she was on that, she definitely had would definitely have some backing in terms of like labels or even just like from a commercial sense yeah so I think it says a lot about her that she's choosing to do it all independently she must really like care about what she's putting out yeah I agree because I think like also with the voice I think it's I'm not the biggest fan of the show because obviously we've watched it here yeah I feel like um maybe a month ago or I was like looking back at like previous winners and like where they are now oh and they're all nowhere, and they're, really. they're nobodies 
They yeah. are absolute nobodies. You don't remember who wins. Um, and those that have won, you go and look and they've their winner song may have charted, but yeah. their album flopped and then that's it. They were dropped immediately from the record label. Yeah. The so, only person from The Voice who I think has ever had any form of success is Becky Hill. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. But like she was on The Voice probably like coming up to a decade ago. And she's only really having success now. She is, yeah, because she's got yeah. um, collaborating stuff. She's got an stuff. amazing voice. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I think it's a hit or miss, which is why yeah. she's really young and she's, like, balancing both things, which I think is really good. Um, but, yeah, that's my first song, and I do recommend I'll send you her um, yeah, information. Yeah, i to listen to her. Yeah, so what's your next one? My next one is Lipstick on the Glass by Wolf Alice. Oh, Okay. And it's from their third album, Blue Weekend, which I found out about 10 minutes before jumping on this call, has just been nominated for the Mercury Prize. Wow. Very exciting. This album, I, I was saying, like, I listened to it a few days after it came out because I had a long train journey and I thought, I'm going to listen to this album on the train and yeah. go. Oh my God. It's. I haven't had an album where I've been so, like, enamoured by an album since Melodrama by Lloyd, and that was 2017. Mm-hmm. And this is the first album that has come close to having that same sort of like, wow, overwhelming feeling of this is so good. Yeah. It's just amazing. I could not go on about this album more if I tried. I just, it's amazing. I think it's the best album they've done cohesively and just sonically. Yeah. It's just so good. And so Lipstick on the Glass is the second track and it's just so ambient and just, it feels massive yeah and it's oh it's so good i don't really know how to properly talk about it this whole album is very kind of i've been talking about it as like subtle ambience it's the type of album that would accompany like in a movie if you're running down the street at night in like a fun way with friends having yeah. a really great time this is what would be okay playing. i got like that. that sort of album it's just it feels like summer it feels it just feels massive it just feels really atmospheric yeah. in a really lovely way and Wolf Alice, I just think they're great anyway. Their last album, Visions of a Life, won the Mercury Prize. I think this album's better. I don't know if it will win. To me, it should. I think it's the front runner of all the albums there. But I don't really know how to talk about this album in a coherent way, because all I do is just go, it's so good, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. When, but, you, um, when you find something yeah, that's exactly. like you love. Did you, um, did you do like a play it start till yeah. end, no shuffling? Nope, no shuffle. Okay, oh, good. I think to shuffle an album you have not heard, heard yeah. in full yet is a crime. Okay, same. I was thinking that. I was like, <laughs> I can't I can't do that. In terms of the album like as a whole, it starts with a song called The Beach and mm-hmm. then ends with a song called The Beach Part Two. And they're just That's fun. so great. Yeah, they're really like they've done a visual album to accompany it. Oh, okay. And like the the opening song like the opening track and the opening video for the beach is just exactly what you think it would be. Yeah. It's like this subtle, it's like that bubbling excitement when you're about to go into like a gig or something. Like you feel like, ooh, something big is going to happen here. Their lyrics are a lot better. I think, I think they've really grown with their lyricism and just everything. It's standard Wolf Alice in the sense of lots of loud guitars and lots of bass riffs and everything. And then really like powerful vocals almost like hauntingly goes from really loud to like hauntingly soft which yeah is really really interesting i think I'll... but yeah their lyrics have just gotten 
That's good. They just like hit different in the beach, which isn't the song I'm talking about. But I I put that song down knowing it's an album. Just that it's an album review. (laughs) Exactly. In the beach, there's a line that goes, "Lying on the floor like I'm not worth the chair." I was just like, I to that and I was like, oh, oh my wow. god, okay, that just hit me. <laughs> Intense. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. There's not a bad song on the album. There's no skips. I'm kind of rambling about it now, just because I love it that much. That's I don't it. think it's my album of the year. I'll put it that way. Okay, that that's a statement. I'm gonna add that to my list yeah, to listen to. Actually, you should. After my incoherent rambling about Wolf Alice. What's your second song ever? I mean, I, d- I think I'm going to ramble as much as you are on all of the songs because I'm just like... It's like <laughs> is music- that not what this podcast is? <laughs> like, music is like describing it. It's like it's like, it's like like when you're doing GCSE music and they're like, describe the song or describe the piece. I'm like, yeah. how would you like me to describe it? Like, I... You know what it is? We've just finished a three-year degree where we constantly have to write essays about, about describing yeah, sounds. We've exactly. finished two months and we've forgotten how I to do it. I'm just like... <laughs> Nah, I'll just forget everything. Yeah. Um, okay, this next one is from 2017. It's called Achilles Come Down by um, Gang of Youths. So they are a Australian indie rock band from Sydney. And I'd heard of them before because this athlete that I'm a really big fan of was like, um, not promoting, but like, yeah, promoting to an extent. Um yeah their music and I I never like really listened to it but there's this book called The Song of Achilles um which is currently on my shelf it's like my next book to read uh and I actually once again I found this song on TikTok um (laughs) because I've been reading books a lot and I ended up you know how like on TikTok you end up on like a certain like Like, path yeah so I'm on book talk yeah and someone made like a fan video and they used this song and I was like, ooh, interesting. It like emulates the com- conversation between characters and stuff. Obviously. Oh, fun. Obviously that's like when when you read a book and you like really get into it, you're like, you think about correlations and things like that. Obviously the band wouldn't have thought of that, but there is a thought process behind how they go about having a song. And it's quite, um, I want to call it gentle, but it's also not gentle in the sense that it's, it's very powerful um and which is why now i have to read the book next i literally (laughs) i went to the i went shopping like maybe a month ago and i saw it and i was like i'm buying it i'm buying it right now or i won't i won't read it because like i need i need the tangible copy um i do recommend this i'm actually this is the only song of theirs that i've listened to so now it's like now i found one that i love it's like now i'm gonna go and have a little explore of what they've yeah. done because this song is 2017 it's not recent at all yeah that's ages ago yeah right now isn't it so i'm like okay what's next um i don't really know what like how much to like say about it because it's it's like i like i really love it like it's once again i'm talking about it because it's been on loop but it's sort of like yeah why has it been on loop i don't know i think that when you find powerful songs which is i mean you've spoken about sound vendor and um, Wolf Alice as well, they will soon, like, they'll begin to, like, resonate with you. And I think, re- like, recently, on my, like, when you go on my Spotify, I feel like all the songs that I've, like, recently added are, like, I feel you. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to exactly. listen to it as well. It's from the album Go Farther in Lightness. So I'm going to have to do a yeah, start to finish 
no skips, nothing, and see. Yeah, just I might you find. headphones. I know. Um, yeah. yeah, but I was like, 2017, it's like you find a song and you're like, how have I missed this? Yeah, exactly. Like, what have I been... Well, okay, 2017, we were, tw- we were 17. Yeah. What, what was... Five sauce? Like, <laughs> what kind of... <laughs> where were we? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, music tastes... You find hidden gems, you find new new stuff. It's like your taste will develop, which yeah, exactly. I can confirm. When you hear the rest yeah. of my rest of my list, you'll be like, "Huh?" But um, <laughs> yeah, go go for the next one. Go for the next one. My next one is "My Baby Wants a Baby" by Saint Vincent. Oh, I don't know and, them. Well, her latest album called "Daddy's Home" came out in May. "Daddy's Home" is. It's probably like her sixth or seventh album. Really? I didn't realise. I thought it was her third because she kind of blew up in about 2015 with her yeah. self-titled album and then had Mass Seduction in like 2017. So I thought this was her third album, but it's not. It's like her eighth or something. Yeah. But yeah, St. Vincent's like, she's. I'd say she's primarily, she's a, such a good guitarist and each album era, she kind of reinvents herself. So you'd remember like, Throughout the decades, you'd always see David Bowie have, like, personas. Yeah. And so, like, Ziggy Stardust and the Thin White Duke and stuff. And you don't really see anyone doing that anymore. But St. Vincent kind of is. Because a few... Like, with her self-titled album, she came out and she had, like, white, fuzzy hair. And she wore really long dresses and stuff. The album after that, she was wearing really tight latex bodysuits. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at that right now. blunt bob. Yeah, and now she wears a blonde wig and is kind of on a real 70s kick yeah. at the moment. So, you know, when she goes on tour, she'll be wearing these, like, 70s suits and this mm-hmm. wig and just... Which I think is really cool. You don't really see that anymore. You don't see this type of reinvention that's so drastic. Yeah. But you see people... You know, we saw Taylor Swift when she went from country to pop. That's mm-hmm. a reinvention. Itself. Yeah. But you don't really see, like, such an aesthetic reinvention anymore. No. Which is really interesting. My Baby Wants a Baby is on the second half of the album. And it's quite like, it's quite a slow, mellow half. And I, it's not the standout track on the album at all. Mm-hmm. But there are so many like really powerful, big hitting songs. But there's something about that song that I just love. It kind of, it tells this story of her, her not wanting to be a mother, which I just think is so interesting. So she says, my baby wants a baby. So it's like her partner wants to have children. She doesn't. And she says in it, I want to play guitar all day and make all my meals in microwaves. So she just wants this rock star lifestyle. Yeah. And she doesn't want to settle down. But it's, I just think it's interesting talking about these societal pressures on women to kind of, even if they don't have kids, to want to have children. And she's like, I don't want to have children. Which I just think is like, she doesn't even say it explicitly like that. It's like a... It's thinly veiled within it. I think the whole point of it is that if she did have children, she'd be this rock star, this yeah. big high-profile musician. She wouldn't fit in with like that circle anyway. Like she talks in it about the mother saw her high heels and said she wasn't welcome. Like this type of thing. Right. That her image doesn't fit with yeah. the idea of being a mother. And I just think, you know, I've never really thought about artists kind of sacrificing a sense of their artistry, if you want to call it to have children because she says in it as well it's just a very good song lyrically it says in it kind of talks about how if she did have children people wouldn't focus on the art she's created they'd focus on the child and be like yeah 
yeah, where's your baby? And she kind of thinks her art is her baby. So it's quite like an interesting thing. Uh, but my favourite line in it is, she says, what would my baby say? I've got your eyes and your mistakes. So she definitely has this idea that she wouldn't even be a good mother. It's a subtle way of saying it, because the first time I listened to it, I didn't clock on to that at all. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't listening like well enough. But, you know, you come to the end of it, and I'm just like, you know, wow. Like, she just has these opinions, and she's putting it alongside like this really cool guitar solo. And I just think it's... That's another thing. She says when she makes her guitar solo, she sings it. Oh, wow. plays it like that. And that's why I hear in Sam Fender as well. Yeah. You can hear that kind of, like, vocalised element to the mm-hmm. guitar solos. Yeah, so I just found that really interesting because I don't really feel like... I think you hear a lot about female artists being asked. Like Taylor Swift has said before, she always drinks wine in public so people don't ask her if she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. And so you have people, like who don't want to be asked about it. You have, like, the two girls from Little Mix who are very publicly like, hey, look, Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant. But then you don't really hear about people going, oh, I don't really want to be pregnant, which I think is quite interesting how you have all these different... At the moment, at this current, like, place within the music industry of so many different kind of representations of motherhood in a way. I I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. But that's my third song. What is yours, Abba? Okay, the next one... Our friend Thomas would be very proud of me saying this. Um, oh, would he? Is it Coldplay? Bingo. Um, <laughs> there we go. It's called Atlas. It's from 2013. Um, and it's from uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. So They had a banging soundtrack for that film. E- exactly. So I went on this slump where, I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I was going like, no, let me watch all the Twilights again. Let me watch all the Hunger Games. I've never seen the Twilight films. Jade. I'm sorry. I'm you shouldn't sorry. have said that to me. I shouldn't. <laughs> I'll leave. Okay, we're going to have to... That's that's a conversation for another day. We'll, we'll have to Thank you that. for listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just dead now. No, it doesn't Yeah, that's anymore. it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, so it's from The Hunger Games, so I was, like, re-watching all of it. And it's one of those things that I've only realised, like, more recently. You know when you go to, like, the movies and... It finishes, you're up, you're out, you leave. Yeah. I actually bothered, like, staying on and I was, like, listening. I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. what is this song? Because it's absolutely amazing. So it's, it's the end, end credits. I think it's really underrated for Coldplay because it's not, like, associated to... Yeah, it's not associated to an album, which I think is quite good for finding a song that's that you love so much. It's very deep and, like, emotional. And obviously, have you seen... Have you seen Hunger Games? I have seen the Hunger Games. Okay, that's fine then. So you know how in Catching Fire it's like things are going completely wrong. Yeah. Um, And it just emulates that perfectly whilst all like the names are rolling and stuff like that. uh, With like side by side with like images and like... I think it's just... I I really recommend listening to that. It's quite... It's four minutes long, but it's something that like if I go on a walk, I'm like, okay, I need to listen to that a couple of times. Even though it's quite emotional, you're like, you go on a walk, is sunny, you yeah. know. I'm like, no, I need the emotional stuff. <laughs> um, but I think it's... Compa- if you compare it to that other stuff, like when I picture Coldplay, I'm like, colours, jumping around, guitars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rainbows. It's like complete opposite. Ooh. And his... That's interesting. Chris Martin's like vocals are perfectly suited to it as well. 
Wow. Which I think that's why I think like movie soundtracks are really like you need to have have a look at the yeah. soundtrack, especially when you love a film so much or like not even like love like Hunger Games is like something you watch for like mindless stuff. Um, yeah. But especially if the soundtrack has songs like okay you say you watch like Dunkirk and it's all like instrumental. Yeah. Um, like a score orchestral yeah, yeah exactly and it's like twilight as well like i knew Rosalind. did i know the artist no you find you find stuff like yeah and i'm just going gems i just feel like if you like a movie go have a look at the soundtrack because yeah, i definitely. found this by just literally staying 30 seconds longer and listening to the end of the music of the um yeah. of the movie and oh well the hunger games soundtrack has always been incredible it's amazing yeah yeah, because so. I remember there was there were just so many bangers. Like when you'd be on, like the music channel when that came out, Taylor Swift "Safe and Sound" mm-hmm. that's from the Hunger Games. That's an incredible song. Taylor Swift "Eyes Open" from the film after that also good. How did she do two songs for a Hunger Games film? Um, Lord Yellow Flicker Beat was yes. from the Hunger Games, and you know what? She curated that entire soundtrack. Really? I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing because she that was right when she blew up. That was right when Royals came out. It might have been the film after. It might have been Mockingjay. Okay. But, um, there's definitely been a Hunger Games film where she rang up all of the artists and like got in contact with their management and said, we're doing a soundtrack for the Hunger Games. Will you do a song for it? So she no was like at the backbone of one of the films. I can't remember. It might be Catching Fire, but if it's 2012, it's probably Mockingjay. But, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing. They're just so good. I'm really interested about Coldplay because I would never have thought about them being on. Yeah, a soundtrack and I don't. Like that. I don't listen to Coldplay, but yeah. But anyways, that's my rant on Twilight Hunger Games. Um, that's another thing. I have never seen Twilight, but I know "A Thousand Years" by Christina Perry is from Twilight. Yes, and that's an incredible song. It is a classic now. My fourth one, funny that we were talking about Lord, is "Solar Power" by Lord. That's the which is, the new one. It's the new one. Okay. I have some thoughts about this, Abba. Oh, God, okay. And they're not all good thoughts. Oh, no, okay. I think it's more the fact that Lloyd has been gone. Our Lord and Saviour has been gone (laughs) for so long. Like, five years since melodrama. Really? Yeah, 2017 that was. Oh, my God. And she comes back, and she's not on social media anymore. She's just purely doing... The only way she contacts, like, fans is through her email list. Okay. And so, like, I'm signed up to that. And so I'll randomly get, like, I got one the other day, an email from Lord, which is just, like, her... I don't know if you've seen them online. Just her literally just emailing, like, fans. That's quite nice, though. And so, yeah, it is nice. It feels really personal. But then we just got an email one day, and it's, like, solar power after midnight. And it came out, and I think it's more because her lead single from the last album was Green Light. Mm-hmm. And when you hear Green Light, you go, oh, that's like, that is like the pinnacle of pop music. I think that is one of the best songs ever written. Melodrama is one of the best albums of all time wow. to me. I just love it so much. And then Solar Power just didn't quite hit it for me. Like the first time I listened to it, I just, it just didn't do it for me. It felt too, I completely understand. Like I can see the vision. Mm-hmm. She wants this like gradual, nice introduction and it reflects the weather and it reflects nature and everything. And I really, I like the concept and I get the visuals behind everything, but it's just not what I wanted. I wanted this green light 
banger yeah. of a song. And Solo Power is just a bit too mellow for me. Mm-hmm. It's grown on me so much. Like, the first time I heard it, I was like, I don't think I like this at all. But now I've heard it like a load of times. I do really like it. I think it's yeah. a really fun song. But it's just, it's not what I expected. And she released a new one yesterday called Stoned at the Nail Salon, which I just plainly don't like, which I'm really disappointed that by. That title is like, oh. Yeah, it sounds, it's basically, it's a Phoebe Bridges song, sung, like okay. sung by Lloyd. It really is a Phoebe Bridges song. But, um, and it's like, she's done slow songs before, which I've loved. Like she's done Liability. Yes. And, liability reprise you know she's done slow songs before that i've really loved have really connected with mm-hmm. but i'm just like i don't think i'm quite there with this but saying that i have pre-ordered the vinyl and i have bought concert tickets for next year so i'm still very much a lord stan yes i just don't think this so far this album is not for me which is disappointing maybe it'll get i remember better. saying before yeah i think it's just I don't usually really like the lead singles for stuff anyway. I usually mm-hmm. like more of the other the, yeah, yeah, yeah. tracks. But um, so far, I'm like, I'm a bit worried. I'm like, oh, I hope okay. the album just like really, you know, comes through with it. Yeah. But it's just nice to see her about again. You know, it's nice to see her on yeah, talk shows yeah. and doing on, performances. It's nice knowing she's there. <laughs> on, um, I remember when people found out that she was doing that because I use Twitter quite a lot and I was like, People are going mental, um, yep. and I haven't I haven't listened to the whole song. I've only seen an like a short like advert clip. She had, does she have a music video for it already? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I think it's like the chorus or pre-chorus or something. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm like this isn't the Lord I know, and I'm not a Lord no. fan in the sense that not not that I don't hate yeah, her. Just I just I just like, I'm just it. not like you've got like the classics like green light and liability and stuff like that um but i don't i don't listen to her but when i when it came out i was like you can hear lord vibes but also yeah definitely um, it also sounds a bit like george michael freedom yes that chorus does oh my god that like that snippet that you've heard yeah that's the only time you hear the chorus and really yeah which is really weird to me like it goes like verse pre Mm -hmm. verse pre bridge chorus which just feels a bit that's weird strange because it is it's a good chorus but when you wait the whole song for this chorus to come in and then that's the chorus it doesn't hit as hard as i think they probably wanted it to if that had came right at the beginning it would have been like oh yeah here we go yeah but because you're waiting for it and you're going oh where is it and then they go boom and it doesn't like explode yeah. as you I'm think not- it's going to i'm just now the chorus is in my head i'm trying to think it doesn't yeah. It is a good song. It's yeah. just not the Lord I know. Well, maybe the Lord you know is going to come back. Who knows? I hope With so. A band. I, anyway, if you go to the concert, she's not going to not play. The, oh, yeah. The, the, exactly. like, you know, the, the classics. The so. deep cuts. But that's also... She's doing, like, smaller venues, like, intimate venues. Okay. Well, intimate. And she's... Because I saw her in Ali Pali mm-hmm. in 2017. And that was great. But she's doing the Roundhouse now in Camden, really? which is like such a smaller venue, and I think that's going to be so cool. I like it when they when when, yeah. when artists do that because I saw, I mean, I've seen Five Seconds of Summer like countless times. It's gone from like Wembley to O2, and the last wow. one I went to with our friend Iona was at um, Brixton, which is wow. The capacity is nowhere near the O2 or Wembley. Because yeah. um, I knew you'd seen them there, but I always thought that that was. Like early on in their career, like that was um, album stuff. Twenty 
14 the first time i saw them they opened for one direction but um the fact that they had a concert for their new album in a smaller venue yeah a lot personal a lot more personal sorry love it i love it so you you'll probably have a, a great time you know very excited that's fun i like that so what is your fourth pick okay next up we have although you you just said phoebe bridges to me and now i'm just i don't know how i missed her off my list but that's fine we love oh, her love we love her okay next is a song called over the ocean call and it's by an artist called lizzie Ooh. i'm gonna butcher her surname lizzie mcalpine oh uh, i know who she is yeah yeah um so this is 2020 she's american she's really young actually i say really young she's our age she's 21 <laughs> i thought she was younger than us. no oh my God. she's 21 she has like two million people listening to her monthly on spotify which is amazing wow um so see this is what i was when we spoke about abby cates this is the opposite so she studied songwriting at berkeley which is obviously very impressive but then she left in her junior year to pursue music full-time but i mean her career has been pretty cool yeah. like she's collabed with people like uh jacob collier i think i think the tour may have been cancelled but she was supposed to be touring with dodie and i was like damn and i found this song via a playlist um do you know who yes theory are yes i do i haven't watched it but like i know the name yeah so they're a group on youtube and they do like really crazy things uh and i'm like part of the group on facebook and every so often people were like oh let's do a playlist of this that the other so i was listening to the playlist and i found it and i was like this is amazing um it's a really emotional love song well, I don't know if it's a, a love song. It's basically her saying, like, this relationship is not working and, like, I'm going to break up with you on the phone, um, <laughs> which is quite harsh. It's quite harsh, I know. But as the, as the title says, Over the Ocean Call, it's very chill, relaxing, even though it has, like, the underlying themes of, like... Heartbreak. A, a broken relationship. Yeah. <laughs> which is obviously... <laughs> It's not what you want. But she is an artist who, again, like uh, Gang of Views, I need to now, like... Yeah, properly delve into Delve into, exactly. Because she has an amazing voice. She has quite a lot of music. And the fact that she has, like, two million people listening to her each month. It's not like she's... Yeah, that's massive. ...unknown. Um, I don't really have much more to say. I, would, I really recommend that song. And it's quite chill and relaxing. Another one that you can put on loop. But, yeah, I'm not going to ramble on about that one too much longer. So, so what's your next one jade my next one ever is what we can call a modern classic oh god you know i'd say the pinnacle of music altogether okay and that is three lions football <laughs> <laughs> oh because my god how could it not be we've just had the summer of football it didn't come home but it came it very not. close to we, we were close and i got very absorbed into the football this year so did i yeah very absorbed in the sense that, like, I'd watch the World Cup. Um, right. That's, like, I don't really watch club football. Oh, okay. But I think uh, yeah, I will I now, just because I really, really enjoy it. Oh, you actually it. got... Like, you to, I did. Wait, I, well, this pick a team. Thing. You have to have well, a, You can't pick a team. You have to... I have a team in the sense that, like, a f you know, like, when your family supports a team, you support okay, that team. Okay. My granddad has been supporting Leighton Orient oh, for okay. 70 years. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that, because it's, like, I'll, local. Like, I accept it. But okay. also... They don't do anything. <laughs> they're like, they're in League Two. They are. I've seen them play when I was like, when I just moved here, when I was like 14. 
they played Wembley in some playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we went to see them then. Yeah. And that was really fun. And we watched them. They're doing like friendlies at the moment, aren't they? Like pre-season. Pre-season, yeah. And they played West Ham and Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And played better than them, if I do say so myself, <laughs> in my limited knowledge. But um, I would like a Premier League team so that okay. when it's every week I can watch one. And I'm leaning towards Arsenal purely because like... It's I'm just, just, I just, went to just, Union just, Islington. Honestly, just, just heads up, they're not doing very well. I know, just, I know they're not doing do, well. <laughs> I mean, obviously, make your own decisions. My team's pr- doing pretty well, so... I support Man U, so... Uh, see, that's the thing. Like, I know they're pretty great, because they've got, like, everyone who's good. But there's something to me about... I wouldn't want to support some like, a team that's not London. I know. Because I feel like I need some, like, home base. Yeah, for. see, I only support Man U because... Go back years when Ronaldo was there... Oh yeah, and it's it's a sport and a team where I was like, okay, fine. This like Ronaldo left. I'm not gonna follow Ronaldo. I will yeah. stick with the team, and I stuck with the team. I don't watch every single match. I check up on the scores. I do watch do watch the occasional match here and there, but yeah. Anyways, let's. I could go yeah. Anyway, on this, but so talk to me about the three lines. <laughs> I got very absorbed into football culture, just because I'd watched the World Cup before mm-hmm. 2018, but um, and I was actually. I was in Paris when France like got through to the final. Oh wow! So that was like insane. That yeah. was amazing. They were just people riding down motorbikes down like the Champs Elysees, standing on top of it like like towers of people on oh one motorbike, God. just like and there were fireworks. It was just incredible. Like I was into that, but I didn't watch every single match. Right, okay. I was pretty much only watching England. Okay. But when the Euros rolled around, I was like, I'm going to watch every single one, and I did watch every single one. And I just had a great time. It, I just thought, yeah. this is fun. It was it fun. Was it was a fun time when especially, it Yeah, because we just finished uni. I, like, did you have, I don't know if you did as well, but when I finished, I was still stressed. Yeah. Because I had, like, the aftermath of the stress. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, but then watching football, it really was just 90 minutes of no thoughts. I know. I'd have, like, like me and my two friends from school, we'd just have, like, watching parties. Like, oh, England are here. Let's go to my friend's house. It was just fun. I had a great time. I've learnt so much That's about good. sport, but also about, like, you know, community. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that. One, one day, like, we took it a bit too far with being, like, oh, football lads. And we were saying, like, as a joke, like, should we just go to Sports Direct to get England shows? I saw and, like, you were wearing them. Like, yeah, there is no way in hell I was going to pay 70 odd yeah. pounds for a real one. Yeah. So I paid nine ninety nine for a men's medium. <laughs> ah, that's fine. Yeah, but like when I went into Sports Direct, they only had a men's extra small with saffron bought, and they had nothing else. And I was like, "That's okay, I won't be allowed. I'll go into the record shop directly opposite Sports Direct and buy and just buy the record." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "That's enough for me." Oh, that's amazing! I'll buy that, and so I did, and it is. It's a wonderful red vinyl. Oh, that's tiny. It's very cool. It's nice. Yeah, it's a single, so it's just like. That's, it was just like one of those things that I look back on it it's like I didn't need to buy this I was just in the heat of the moment like yeah, it's, it's a piece of out. history well that's the thing I bought it thinking we'd win oh okay <laughs> it's alright it's alright don't, don't worry about it don't worry about it we came pretty freaking close yeah who thought that we would okay I, I will I will say this we got really lucky with the fact that three of the top teams in Europe were all in the yeah. same group group of F yeah, group F poor Hungary and then I was like okay Portugal have gone oh my god France yeah. have gone Oh my god. Germany have gone. I didn't think we'd beat Germany though. You know what though? I really didn't. I will say this my dad's a really big, he's an idiot. As (laughs) 
I'm saying it. But as the tournament started, the group stages, my dad goes, Italy are going to win this. <gasps> Through the whole tournament, he goes, Italy are going to win this. It's like, you're going to put any money on it? It's like, no. Italy won it. Imagine if he he said from the start, oh, Italy are going to win. What an idiot. Anyway. But I grew a real attachment to it because it was just like, that's the thing. We did get lucky in terms of the draw. Mm -hmm. But also, they were really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do think they, you know, Gareth's young squad. So, I haven't spoken about the song at all. We've just kind of We've just chatted about about football. football for 10 minutes. But... Yeah, my final choice was Three Lions, purely because the memes, the joy. Yeah. What a time. It's perfectly fine. Cup 2022 coming home. What's <laughs> your fifth choice ever? Okay, so my fifth choice is Olivia Rodrigo, but it? it's the song All I Want. From the High School Musical, the musical High, series? Yeah, from High School Musical, musical series. Such a mouthful. Why the hell they chose that name? I do not know. And this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think it's her best song ever. Really? Yeah. I think I've heard it. Um, and so it's 2019. I mean, everyone knows. Like, if you don't know Olivia Rodrigo, then have you been living under Where a rock? <laughs> Even if you don't listen to her. Um, it's full of, like, powerful instrumentals, like, um, piano, and then in the chorus, like, the guitar comes in, and it's like, yes. Um, I don't think it's underrated. It may be unpopular for me to say it's her best song, but it's not underrated because it has... Something seeing like 300 million streams oh. on Spotify. Oh my God. So yeah, that, that speaks for itself. That's so many. <laughs> I know. And the way I found it was actually, I don't know if I call it embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. Basically. Were you watching it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I did watch it because I wrote, I did for mu- popular music, our module, the presentation, my presentation was on Olivia Rodrigo. Um, oh, cool. Oh yeah. So I found the song via a cover by someone called Lauren Spencer Smith. Um, who is a, I'd say, well-known artist. Um, and then I didn't realise that it wasn't her song because it didn't say, like, there was no thing saying cover or, you know, whatever. I didn't realise. Yeah. Um, and then I found the original and I was like, damn. Because I was always really, like, sceptical that they were, like, making a new High School Musical thing. And I was like, yeah. I'm not watching that. How dare they do that? So I found it and then I fell in love with it and it's also on repeat. It is obviously an emotional love song as most songs in the world are her music are and it's about like compromise and stuff but it's obviously what was it driver's license is what shot her through the yeah. roof but i mean she's on the up and she's bro- continuously breaking records and stuff so yeah i think at this point in time she is unstoppable good for her though good for her good for her yeah her album is incredible like it is i do quite like yeah very good um i th- i can agree with what people say when they say every song sounds like a, like another song that already exists. I've noticed that a lot. I understand and it do, that. There's a lot of Paramore. Um, a lot of Paramore, especially which, which, good for you and Brutal. Yeah. Really Paramore vibes. Not even vibes. Yeah. Like It just sounds like it's Paramore. Paramore. It is Paramore. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like You just see people... Every other week, it's someone else has been credited on one of her songs. So I know. there's obviously been like either talks or someone's gone, hey, people yeah, are saying this sounds like that. She... She was started off on Disney Channel, actually. Yeah. So then, obviously, she went to High School Musical. But I feel like that the power of social media is what helped her. Oh, definitely. Because it was that one thing. People, obviously, her music and, like, the songs she wrote for the series are pretty good. But they held on to this 
bit of drama and that drama accelerated. Oh, like, yeah. I had no idea who she was, but I was so invested in what the hell was going on in that relationship. I saw the TikToks about it and I was like, oh my God, who is this blonde girl? <laughs> I know. And then oh, I'm like, oh my God, it's Sabrina Carpenter or whatever. And then people taking driver's license and singing it from a different perspective um, yeah. of, it, I, I mean, this is basically why I did my presentation, but like people made versions singing from the point of the driver's license. It went that what, far. What, like the actual... The of card, the physical the of paper. driver's license. Oh, my God. I get writing it from the perspective of How a boy. How does that even work? Or from the blonde girl, and I was like, fine. Yeah. But the actual driver's license... The actual piece of plastic. Oh, my God. Which I think is That's quite... Like, it's funny, but it's also like driving from the perspective of the steering wheel, you know? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> like, I saw your tears. And I was like... Anyways, yeah, oh the God. power of social media is amazing. What an episode. I know. But that was fun. We really have. We've gone from all we've gone from all extremes in this episode. Football not coming home. I can eat Twilight. Remember what else we talk about, to be honest? Hunger games. It's yeah. fun. A well rounded episode. For sure. And what is what's an episode of Rewind if we don't ramble about something for fifteen minutes? I am pretty good at rambling. What an episode. So I think that's probably a good point to leave it for yep. this episode agreed we'll be back when we're back really yeah hopefully let's sooner not, let's not rush into it let's not put on a date to it let's just we'll come back when it feels right we'll be like lord we'll come back when <laughs> it feels right probably sooner than five years though yeah yeah it won't be another five years but we'll be back when we're back yeah. so thank you for listening to episode three of rewind i have been jade bailey and i have been abba patel and we'll see you when we see you